Amen. Why don't we do that again to the Lord? Amen. He alone is worthy of our praise. Come on, we can do better than that. Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise. Amen. You know, uh, you did, there are some exciting things that's going on in the spirit and I don't want to share it here because of um, we are online, but there are really some things great that God is doing in our midst. Uh, and uh, if you want to join us in prayer meeting, come join us because we'll be talking about some things that is amazing that God is working. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you today about something that, you know, many people don't understand. It's called the wonders of worship. Amen. You know, it's so sad. You know, every time when you come here, you know, if you're not all in, you miss out. You're not focused. You're still wondering what am I going to eat later on. And I mean, that happens, you know, all the time. But, but I'm going to be talking about the wonders of worship. You know, you know, it's, uh, turn to your neighbor and say, it's not about me. Amen. Okay. Everybody say praise God. I, I hope that you understand uh, all the songs is to lead you to Him. Everybody say Amen. You know what is so amazing that some of us even in this place are, are coming here with false fire. Coming every week, not change at all. Could it be that you have never entered into the wonders of worship? And some people here, when, when you worship God, you literally change. Your perspective changes. You know, I mean, worship is more than the song that you sing. We, we have a song, when the music fades. You know, but, but there are times when we just come, we are so disturbed, and there is, there is uh, if I call it, we struggle with ANT. You know what's ANT? Automatic negative thinking. Psychology term. And, 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 and you need to push back. You need to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Amen. What happened to our resisting? So, you know, God wants us, you know, to be joyful. I was glad. Some of you are still sleeping. Hello? <laughs> I was glad when they say unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. You know what he said? I was glad. I must make a decision to be glad. Why? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross. It is finished. We're going home one day. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, have you ever wondered? I've been reading a lot of scripture and then, you know, Jesus mentioned this word. I remember Rachel. I remember Hannah. Did God lose his memory? Have you ever wondered that? How can God say, I remember David. I remember Jacob and the covenant. I remember Abraham's covenant. You know, when we start to think about what God didn't lose his memory, he, it was a concentrated effort that God remember prayers. Amen. And, and he pulled it out to his mind. You know, there are times when, when I was thinking about people, like now I'm looking at y'all, you know why I'm scanning. And I want to bring people out to my mind to pray for them. Amen. And, and when God says that, could it be if, if, if we were here worshipping God, he remembers you. Amen. That's why, you know, folks, listen here. If I worship God with all my heart, I'm getting His attention. He remembers me. And not only He remembers me for the sake of your children, He remembers your sacrifice. 
Everybody say, praise God. You know, I don't know about you, but, but when I come to the presence of the Lord, something good is going to happen. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Come on. Okay. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 and 13. Amen. Familiar passage of scripture. I love this scripture. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 and 13. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the uh, Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tomb crying out. Oh my goodness. Cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. I, I want you to know this. A thousand demons was in this person, but yet he still can worship. <laughs> I, I don't know what your excuse is, but I'm here to tell you one thing. Nobody can stop you from worshipping God. I say again, no problems too big that I cannot worship my God. If you understand this concept, then let's read further on. And he cried, and, and when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And then in verse 7, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I start reading this scripture, and then, you know, I start reading uh, the book of Psalms. I, I, I know I, I did not give this, you know, to, to uh, the, the, the MQ, but, but it says in Psalms chapter 5, verse 7. Okay, if you have your Bible turned there, it says Psalms chapter 5, verse 7. Is it up there? No, not yet. Okay. As, but as for me, God expects us to take responsibility for myself. But as for me, turn to your neighbor, but as for me, I will come into your house, into the multitude of your, what? Mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Amen. Some of us need to exercise this, but I will come to the house. And not only you need to come to the house, you need to worship Him. Everybody say praise God. Shall we just lift our hands? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, help us, lead us, guide us. Lord, we want to worship you. Show us what it means and the wonders of worship. Show us what happens in your presence. Show me your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless everyone that is here. 
Lord, touch everyone that is here, God, that this message will propel us into worship. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. You see, you may be seated. Many of us have never experienced the wonders and the powers of worship. Many of us may not realize just how profound it is. Or perhaps we overlook its significance in our busy and hustle-bustle life. Amen. I mean, we come to church, you know, okay, praise the Lord, everything, and then just get on with the program, and after the program, uh, uh, we just move on, and we never fail to enter into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. And our lives uh, have not been changed. You know, uh, uh, we have not been transformed. We have not been cleansed. Amen. We need to make time for worship. Everybody say, make time for worship. We need to open ourselves to an awe-inspiring experience. Amen. Well, we are on this quest of tearing down idols. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. And, and we all agree that the heart is an idol-making machine. And the way to stop it from making idols is to focus on God in worship. Everybody say praise the Lord. Oh, by the way, just a quick announcement. Next week, we have Tim Peters from uh, Sister Jenny Pastor coming to preach for us. Amen. For Pentecost Sunday. Everybody say praise God. Uh, he's coming and he's going to minister the word of the Lord to every one of us. Okay. You got a different kind of diet, but praise God. Everybody say, praise God. And then we go back to this story. We read and we were introduced to a man who is possessed by unclean spirits. Many scholars believe that there are thousands of spirits that he he's possessed with a demonic spirit. Probably more than a thousand. The scripture says two thousand. I don't know. Not very clear. But I do know that it's more than one. Amen. Everybody say amen. And he was tormented, isolated, bound by change with no human strength, intervention, able to free him from his affliction. His conditions reflect the, uh, reflect the, the, the spiritual, emotional bondage that many individuals experience in our world today. Amen. But, everybody say but. We witness the extraordinary encounter between this tormented man and Jesus. Despite the resistance of the demonic forces, the man ran towards Jesus and fell down before him in worship. This acts of worship reveal his recognition of Jesus' authority and power. Everybody say, praise God. Let me tell you what worship will do. Number one, worship will break chains. Amen. As the man worshipped Jesus, the chains that bound him were shattered. Worship has the power to break the chains of bondage, whether physical, emotional, spiritual. It invites the presence of God to intervene in our lives, setting us free from forces that seek to oppress us. And one of the greatest forces is not a demonic force. God save us from self. Come on, everybody say praise God. Do you know who is your worst enemy? Yourself. Amen. It's easy to cast the devil out. You see, the devil cannot stop him from worshipping. Guess who can stop you from worshipping? You. So important when you come here, you got to focus on him and not the surroundings around you, not what people think. Whatever captures your attention, you focus on that. 
But when I come to the house of the Lord, I was glad when they say unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's not my house. It's not your house. It's the house of the Lord. And because it is the house of the Lord, we need to focus in him. And when we start to lift him up, when we start to give him all honor and praise, guess what happens? Things are beginning to loose up. Chains are broken. We sang about that, but some of us have not really experienced it because we did not concentrate in worshiping him. We are distracted. Amen. But this man was desperate. I think some of us need to get desperate for breakthroughs. If you are desperate for breakthroughs, he say, if there is one God and if he's real, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to seek him with all my heart. See what God will do. Amen. And number two, worship invokes deliverance. Oh Lord, help us if you understand this. In response to worship offered by the demon-possessed man, Jesus commanded the unclean spirits to leave him. Worship invokes the deliverance of God. It invites him to work mightily in our lives, driving out the forces of darkness, bring freedom and wholeness. That's why we so focus on worship. That's why we put this all up for what? Have you noticed we come here now to entertain you leh? Come on, everybody say amen. I mean, but the thing that I'm, 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 I'm bothered by, you come in, you casually come into the house of the Lord, you're not engaged and you're wondering, praise God, yeah? Let's go eat nasi padang. Walk master. My goodness, this is the main item. <laughs> Hello? Your fellowship is not the main item. <laughs> You connecting with God is the main item. Let me tell you one thing. If you do not come here for Jesus, you will transfer all your needs upon other things. There's a transference that takes place. You, 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 you will put unrealistic expectation on your spouse. You think your spouse is the Holy Spirit. You think your spouse is omnipotent, omnipresent. Wow, that's a nice alarm. <laughs> Come on, everybody say praise God. I mean, look here. If we don't transfer our needs, you know, to Him and Him alone, we will put our needs on people. We will put our needs on church. We will put our needs on, on a relationship. We will put our needs on somebody because we have all needs. And let me tell you something, if you put needs on people, if you put needs, there are things that are not omnipotent, omnipresent. Guess what happened? You'll be disappointed, devastated. I mean, you're wondering, why did I marry in the first place? You are supposed to be everything to me. No, that's not Bible. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know what? Some people say, oh, oh, I, I, I'm struggling because of this, because of this person, because of that person. I say, hey, God didn't ask you to worship that person, so take responsibility. But I will come to the house of the Lord. I will worship Him. Amen. Are you with me here today? Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Because as you worship Him, it invokes deliverance. As you worship Him, it breaks chains. And one of those chains is change of self. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Well, oh, I love this the most. And worship restores. Everybody say worship restores. 
dignity and purpose. Wow. After the deliverance, the man was restored in his right mind. Clothed and found sitting at the feet of Jesus. Worship brings restoration, transforms our lives. In it restores our dignity. Dignity is such a powerful word. Amen. It restores your dignity. It restores your purpose. It restores our position when we are in close proximity to Jesus, where we can receive instructions, guidance, and a renewed sense of identity. Amen. You know, again, when I talk about worship, you know, all of us can just, oh, there is power in prayer and all of us pray. No, there is power to the God to whom we pray. There is power in worship because of who the object of our worship is. And, and our object of our worship today is Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus, who are we worshipping today? Just because you are singing, just because you are shouting, just because you are dancing, it may be not the fact that you are worshipping uh, Jesus, you may be worshipping the fact that you like the song, you like the fellowship you come for the wrong reason and and all this worship is, is good everybody say praise the lord i mean i thank god for the musician that musician that is able to lead us but ultimately our focus of our songs is jesus we are singing unto the lord we are ministering unto him Everybody say, praise the Lord. You see, worship comes from the word worship. Amen. The question is, who deserves your worship? Amen. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, it tells us this. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Amen. I don't know about you, but, but, but I remember we, TJ, we have a CD album. Say, there's a song that goes like, Created to worship in the beginning. You know, I don't know what's the word. I know it's that in the beginning. I always like in the beginning. We were all created to worship. And if we don't focus on our worship unto Him, we will go and worship other things. We will worship money. We will worship career because we think that our careers is our purpose. We think that our wives are our purpose. We think our children is our purpose. We think, but let me tell you something. Things and people make lousy gods. Everybody say amen. Okay, for instance, you have a business. You start this business, after start that business, after start business, and guess what? They prosper. Everything is good, everything. But then also, the business control you. Money also control you. I mean, some people earn money. Now they are trying to do everything they can to protect their money. And they are in bondage. Amen. But I've got a God who knows how to protect me. I don't have to protect <laughs> Come on, everybody say, I don't have to protect my money. God protects everything. Everybody say, praise God. So our focus of our scripture today is Psalm chapter 95, verse 6. Come. Everybody say, come. Another word for come in Chinese is lie. Lie back. 
Amen. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't know. Uh, demo, sorry. Huh? Anyway, Demo, you tell me later. <laughs> Let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. The psalmist calls us into an intimate relationship with God where we recognize Him as the creator, the sustainer of our existence. Worship is more than just a song. Worship is more than just uttering prayers. It is the condition of the heart. It is an act of love. It is an act of honor. It is an act of submission. It is acknowledgement of His majestic God's sovereignty over our lives. When we worship, we express our gratitude to the great I Am, to the Almighty, acknowledging His greatness and our dependency on His grace. The success of our life is totally dependent on him but that does not mean that we do nothing it is a love collaboration with the holy spirit in us amen so let me tell you and try to convince you why worship what's the wonders of worship we talked about it earlier on but but i'm going to give you the breakdown so it will help you by the way every sunday when pastor preaches right i'm going to give you a seven day devotion is that okay I know a lot of devotion. Hey, pastor, so many things to pray. But the Bible says pray without ceasing. Ma. So the more things you pray, better. Ma. At least you don't give... Uh, but I'm going to give a seven-day devotion. You want to read it up to you. you know, but, 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 but this time, seven-day devotion has a Spotify element. That means every day when we talk about the greatness of God, there are a few songs. Sorry, I choose one. Huh? I DJ. Huh? Amen, I DJ. I choose my song. lah. Uh, Brother Edmund, I, I make the playlist my song, lad. You know, but, but I'm going like, to, like that, you will hear things like, you know, songs like, my, 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 uh, uh, Draw me close to you, never let me go. Uh, my, my, my old song. Then there's another song that I like to sing. More love, more power, more of you. Then, uh, then, then there's another song that I like inside, my favorite one, uh, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. Some of the new people like, huh? You know, I, I think all this, you know. Then, then I love this one. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Bring blessing and honor and glory and power forever. Nowadays, the song all about you, one. Eh? Yeah, so selfish. Eh? Do you know that you get trapped if you worship self? You will be bondage. The Bible calls it the bondage of fear. If God's never wanting us to operate in, in fear, fear, there are three kinds of fear. Fear. Anxiety, worry, uh, fear has an object, okay? At least you know what you're fearing for, ma. Uh, but then worry is also a potential thing that, but anxiety, however, is no reason also you scared. It's a spirit of fear. We're going to be talking about that, okay? Uh, so if you want to download Spotify free version, God. But if you want to pay, it's good, you know? Because sometimes uh, some people, I know, I get up, I so. Look at my text, I also want to sleep. Then I play the Spotify music. Wow, then I start to sing. And then I start to re-look at that, 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 what do you call that, that devotion. 
Okay? So, so let me talk about why worship, okay? Or the wonders of worship. Number one, it's the gateway of His presence. Everybody say gateway of His presence. Worship is an extraordinary act where we as finite beings come into the presence of an infinite God. Psalms 100 and Psalms 100 verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with what? Singing. When we worship, we consciously slept into a secret place, a secret space, a meeting point where heaven and earth intersect. This presence isn't simply about God coming to us in a geographical or physical sense. It is God. Everybody say God is omnipotent or omnipresent. He is everywhere at all times. David acknowledged this in Psalms 139, verse 7 and 10. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Therefore, it isn't that God arrived somewhere He wasn't previously when you worship. Rather, entering into God's presence in the context of worship is about a heightening awareness and recognition of God's nearness to us. God has never leave us nor forsake us. So when I say, oh, come Lord Jesus, come, it's not that He suddenly from heaven, you understand what I'm saying? Some of us think like, oh, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. You know, you think God opened your eyes like that, let's see. No, it's, it's just that, okay, my focus has been in the world. My focus has been myself. But when I worship God, I start to be aware of His presence. He's always there. He's always there because he, the Bible says He will never leave you nor forsake you. And then when I worship my spiritual senses, you, you know right now, okay, you all don't have a transistor radio, but, but there is this FM95 that is coming here. Leh. Amen. Don't, don't, don't take out your radio now, huh? Okay, there is this radio signal. When I worship, I become a frequency like a radio. I tune in. I worship, praise God first. Then you can hear. Then after that, you turn some more a little bit. Wow, then you hear everything. Hi, this is FM95. <laughs> That's what worship does for us. Amen. We, we tune ourselves a little bit. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His courts with praise. Amen. We sing, we shout, whatever we do. Amen. If you feel like sleeping, stand up and just dance a little bit. Amen. You know what? Just like in school, right? You know, in, in NS, right? Uh, uh, I remember, okay, in NS, if anybody fall asleep uh, in the class, especially when you're so hot, uh, you, know, you know, in army, if, if, if we have a room that is aircon, you are privileged, uh, so sometimes the lecture, I hate it. Uh, when the lecture room, listen very carefully, when the lecture room is aircon, why? Because I'll fall asleep. You know, and I still remember, I am the first one that falls asleep. I, I like, wow, so short. <laughs> I mean, you can't help it. You're hot. You come in. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. And then I go down there and sleep. Then, my sergeant major say. Recruit Lee Seng uh, Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. Okay, now I want you to go inside and bathe yourself. 
Then I come out wet my head. Eh? Then come out, you call this bathe? I say drench. And I got wet and I was so cold, I, I cannot sleep. Right? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not asking you to uh, baptize you, you know. Okay, uh, uh, brother Kelvin, oh, you go baptize yourself. Uh, then you come in. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying sometimes, right, you're tired. Understand. Understand. Stand up, la. walk around, la. You know, say, God, you know, you are worthy of my attention. Some of us got to prepare to come to church. Eh? If you know sleeping is an issue, then why don't you sleep early? Because you don't understand, when you worship into the presence of the Lord, something happens. I say again, something happens there. Eh? You can get your breakthrough. You can get your deliverance. Chains are broken. Worries can be removed. Amen. I tell you, it is a whole different world of... A th- if I learn how to worship God... Eh? Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. It is attuning ourselves to God's presence, opening our hearts and mind to experience His divine reality in a profound and a personal way. As Jesus pointed out in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit. Those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. This statement contains the very essence of how we enter into God's presence. Worship in spirit signifies engaging with God beyond the physical or the tangible. That means when we are engaging in the spirit, sometimes you cannot see it, but sometimes it's not just physical. It's about our heart focus on Him. You know, Chinese people always use this term in Hokkien, You know, it's just like this. I ask my wife, I go date with you. And then I go date just for the routine. And I'm using my phone, looking at soccer, playing other things. I don't play games, but I'm looking at soccer, I'm looking at TikTok. I say, what's the use of going dinner if your attention is not on me? Bo-sim. You understand what I'm saying? The scripture does talk about it. These people come with me, open mouth, but their hearts are far away from me. You, you come already, pang sim tampo sim di labin. You understand what I'm saying? Or I mean, hey, aren't you glad for the blood of Jesus Christ? Aren't you glad that God makes a way for us to enter into His presence? God Almighty enter into His presence and then we all take it for granted. We are going to, ulai bo lai bo, okay lah. Moment there ah. I mean, like, I mean, if I, I come and organize this, he's got to show up. <laughs> because if he don't show up, we won't have our breakthroughs. We won't have chains broken. We won't have deliverance. We won't have restored dignity. We won't have restored identity. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. If you come to service and you always return, always the same condition as you have. First of all, it's not the will of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is righteousness, there is peace, there is joy. You need to get out there, reject all those things and say, this is not the will of my Father. The will of my Father is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You resist all the negative thinking and say, no! You see, I can understand if an unbeliever comes into this place, they don't have the Spirit yet. But if you've been a born-again Christian for a long time, you need to learn how to resist. Eh? 
Amen. I mean, look at this lady with the issue of blood. There's always people distracting you. Uh, there's always throngs of people in front. But she said, if only I can touch Jesus. If only I can touch the hem of the garment, I, I will be healed. And sometimes praise and worship, you got to press in. Come on, you got to exert. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, even Gojim also, you got to exert what? If there's no resistance, then there's no muscle there. Hello? Are you all with me? Come on, everybody say, you know what? Sometimes I feel that people's presence, the presence of God is because you let Him slip away from your hands. Because God is willing. But have you made that choice? But I will come into the house of the Lord and I will worship Him. And I... The only thing that God refused to control about man is his will. The devil can't touch it. Don't say the devil made me do it. Don't always use circumstances as an excuse. Stop it. Don't always use your insecurity. Stop it. 90% of who you are is the decisions that you make. Hello? If nobody friend you, it's because perhaps you are unfriendly. Amen. Are, are, are you with me? Everybody say, praise the Lord. I mean, who is the best representation of you? You? <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody say, me? Amen, come on. You're helping me, uh, help me preach. Eh? Amen, when I say I worship God in spirit and in truth, whatever I do, I want to worship Him. I may bow down, I may lift up holy hands, but let me touch the hem of His garment. Let me meet Jesus because as I worship Him, I will meet Jesus and where the spirit of, where Jesus is, He will break chains. He will break, He will deliver me from myself. Amen. Amen. He will restore my dignity and identity. Amen. Everybody say praise God. It means worshipping God from our hearts, sincerity, genuine emotions, not just going through the motions of routines. Worshipping in truth, on the other hand, means worshipping God as He has revealed Himself in His Word. It means acknowledging God for who He truly is, holy, sovereign, loving, just, merciful. And responding accordingly, it involves being truthful and authentic in our relationship with God, not hiding or pretending. Amen. Oh, but, but, but this week was not good. I never asked you to worship your feelings. Huh? I'm asking you to worship Him. Amen. I don't feel like worshiping Him. You know, there are two times that you need to praise God. Two times only. Not difficult, right? Two times. Everybody say two times. Dua. Satu, dua. Now, now Malay, don't know why. When I feel like it and when I don't. Because it helps me enter into His presence. Everybody say, praise God. Come on, everybody say. And when we enter into God's presence, let me share one thing. We experience a shift in our spiritual atmosphere. Our hearts are softened. We receive fresh revelation from His Word. We experience comfort, peace, and joy that surpasses understanding. In His presence, we are transformed, renewed, strengthened for the journey ahead. So you ask me, why don't we worship God? We worship God because in His presence, there's fullness of joy. Amen.
And number two, oh, I love this one. It is also the gateway of His glory. Let me say one thing. There's a difference between presence and glory. Amen. God's glory is the tangible manifestation of His presence, the visible demonstration of His power and majesty. It is when the invisible God makes His presence undeniably visible. Amen. Think of Moses' encounter with Mount Sinai when he saw God's glory. His face shone as a result of the Israelite witnessing the pillar of cloud and the fire physical demonstration of God's presence and majesty. God's presence referred to his omnipresence, the fact that he is everywhere at all times, while his glory is the physical, visible manifestation of his divine attributes, the full disclosure of his splendor, majesty, and divinity. The glory of God is a profound, sometimes overwhelming experience that transcends our regular encounters with a constant presence. Amen. That's why we need to worship him. You never know when God is going to show up. And we all felt that in DCD. That's why I'm excited about coming to DCD. We had a staff meeting for the four days and we all agree that we need to go after glory. We, and I'm not here to tell you there is a formula. Everybody say praise God. But there is something about when the true, separated and dedicated people of God consecrate themselves. When the Bible says, if my people which are called by my name, humble themselves. Amen. We're going to talk about that, you know, next week. Because it is this glory that's going to change us. It is this glory that when God visits us, He will purify us. It's this glory that when all of us will see miracle signs and wonders. It's this glory that God in His, 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 His omnipresence manifests Himself physically to not just one individual, everyone in this room, that He showed up. Amen. You know, Moses prayed this prayer, show me your glory. Amen. I, I wonder how many of us ever pray this prayer, show me your glory. Or some of us say this, bless me, huh? bless me, bless me, bless me. You know what I realized? When I seek His face, He will bless me. When I seek His face and not His present, present as P-R-E-S-E-N-T. Bless me, bless me. No, I don't want bless me, I want to see you. Because when I see you, something happens. Oh, when, when Moses see the glory of the Lord, he come back, uh, wow, white hair. Leh. Oh my goodness, I got white hair, but I didn't see his glory. But just one day was black, then the next day white. Leh. Wow, then glory coming out there. They, made, nah, they must put a veil leh, because who the glory was coming out. Leh. It's the light of the world. Leh. You know what? We need to hunger for that glory. Because it's that glory that, will, that, that, that uh, Habakkuk talks about the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill the earth. Amen. That there is coming a time where God's going to reveal His glory in His prophetic clock. The Bible says that the knowledge of this glory will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. It's not a maybe. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. Everybody say Amen. You know, and, and also consider the account of Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make 
one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And then the house, the house that the Lord was filled with cloud so that the priest could not, that could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. We've seen this many times in DCD. Then suddenly, uh, you see the people playing the bass guitar, then suddenly, <laughs> you know, amen, it's okay. You know, we're going to dance, we're going to shout because we feel the glory. I mean, the glory was so tense. The glory was so intense. It filled the place until people just dance, don't care what you think. They are so intoxicated with dancing. Amen. They dance, they shout. Amen. They start to scream. They start to speak in tongues. They start, why? Because the glory has come. You say someone else, why you all must like that? It's very simple. I ask you this question. If you put your socket in a power switch, what happens? Uh? If someone tases you, how? How do you know the taser works? <laughs> we worship God and when God takes over. Amen. Uh, oh man, the Bible says it's like fire shut up in my bones. Amen. Ah, uh, you know, you just go, oh, yeah. Ooh. You know, I see some people wrestling with God. They go like that, oh. And the Spirit of the Lord is within my heart. I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit... Then after that, they cannot... Wow. The more I dance, the more intense I get. I will dance. Then the next thing happened, the shoe all over the place and they start worshipping God. They lose sight of themselves. It was like David. David danced until his robe, everything come out. Thank God we have modern clothes. Clothes cannot come out. Amen. Amen. You know what? I, I wish that the glory will visit us that way. But, but it will require humility. It will require about a total concentration. It will require about, Lord, if dancing makes you happy, I will dance. Amen. If, if shouting makes you happy, I will shout. You know, if it if, if makes a joyful song like, hey, 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 I also don't know why the hey, hey. But I call it, when I sing, it's the joyful sound unto the Lord. That, that is, a, is, is done with an appreciative spirit. It's done with a spirit that says, thank you, Jesus. Hey, 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 but no heart, nah, is hey. <laughs> Amen. Some people just don't have a spirit. I mean, when I sing, hey, 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 you know why I like hey, 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 because there's no words. Huh? I'm very bad with words. I mean, some of these modern songs, they got so much words. That's why my songs are huh, in the Spotify, very simple, more love, more power, more of you in my life. That's all. More love, more power, more of you in my life. And I will worship you with all my heart. That's all. Now, they, this song, are well, like words are there. Uh, this is now my home. Sometimes I sing this way, you know. Too fast. Lucky I'm not a praise singer. Then after the lyrics go, but I only know, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Then after the lyrics, turn my this, that, 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 hey, oh, hey, come again. Hey, 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 I mean, I'm just telling you, we old people, brain not working, have mercy on us. 
Amen, Amen. I'm doing my best. Sometimes I have to sit down. Why hey hey kyo leo? After you sing hey hey hey, then I sit down there hey hey kyo ah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Oh, I am so delighted. I gotta let it out. I gotta let it out. Sometimes I forgot what the Lord has done for me. Sometimes I'm so obnoxious, but he's still faithful. He's still merciful. Amen. If God can die on the cross, he was naked for me. He will strip out his dignity and for me to have dignity. Why can't I lose my dignity and worship him for a while? Why can't I? Why can't I? And the more I worship, chains are broken. Amen. Chains are broken because a lot of our issues are self-generated. Oh, Lord, help us. Amen. We make choices for ourselves. We don't make choices for Him. And then we complain to God why this happened. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. So you don't offend me. You say, Pastor, I don't know how to sing. Just, just. <laughs> but just don't give him a night. Huh? That's it. Pastor, they hate you. <laughs> Like, so I asked my wife, hey, 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 let me sing with you. Hey, one song. Hey, don't, don't. <laughs> they, they'll probably get lost. <sighs> Everybody say, praise God. Are you with me here today? Amen. I think the heart is the most important thing. Amen. And, and here comes another experience that is found in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 and 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim, and one cried out and to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. In such moments, God's presence is magnified in our consciousness to such an extent that we become accurately aware of his majesty, his holiness, his awesome all-inspiring power, in other words, His glory. Where everybody don't do anything already, nobody there to move a pin. They just come down and they just go down on their knees. You alone are worthy of our praise. You are worthy. Amen. I wish if, if all of us would come in one mind, what happens? Deliverance can take place. Miracles can break through. I'm not asking you to worship your problem. Oh, come, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come, let us come into His presence with singing. Let us come with the presence with rejoicing. You know why? When I come in the presence, I'm reminded it is finished. I'm reminded He who began a good work, He will complete your work in my life. I'm reminded that all things work together for good. I'm reminded that I am a winner. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody say praise God. The glory will destroy demonic forces. Amen. So I've asked you, can we echo this cry in Exodus chapter 33 verse 18? Please show me your glory. When was the last time when you prayed this prayer? You get up in the morning, every day you pray, God, show me your glory. 
we sing about a song. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. That the old time girl would use to sing, more love, more power, more of you in my life. More love, more power, more of you in my life. And I will worship you with all of my heart. And I will worship you with all of my strength. And I will worship you with all of my life. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. Every day if you get up and just say, more love, more power, more of you in my life. You know, I don't want more of me. I don't want more of the world. I want more love, more power, more of you who in my life. And then the song I love, to him who sits on the throne and unto the land. You all remember the song? No? Come on, sing it together with me. To him who sits on the throne, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and unto the land, be blessing and glory and honor and power forever. You know what I'm afraid? When churches around us focus on the music and the lightings and the smoke machines and all the gadgets that we fail to entertain the presence and the glory of the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. The glory of God is the fullness of His divine attributes, His power, His majesty, his holiness, His grace, His truth. The glory of God is the essence of His nature. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And when glory happens, brings me to the next point. It purifies. Amen. Everybody say it purifies. Worship is not merely an act that we perform. It's an encounter with a living God who, describing, who, who is described as, a, in Hebrew chapter 12, verse 29, a consuming fire. Since when was the last time I heard? Last time, you know, in, in, you know last time we all got Hosanna integrity. There's always this thing called refiner's fire, consuming fire. Nowadays, is fire, fire, fire in the house. I don't know. But, but, but this fire is a refining fire. Amen. This metaphor illustrates the power, purity, and the holiness of God. When we enter into the presence in worship, we come face to face with His holiness. And it has transformative impact on us. The concept of God as a consuming fire is a picture of His absolute holiness and His passionate hatred of sin. You see, in the Old Testament, the people say, touch not. Because whatever they touch, they become unclean. 
But now when we have the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit touch you, He said, this is clean. My goodness, the Holy Spirit is a consuming fire. That's why there are times when I come into the presence, I just feel like all my desire, I just consume away. Amen. Oh my, you know what? I'm struggling with addiction. I'm struggling with addiction. All kinds of addiction. Addiction with porn. Addiction. But when I come into His presence, this consuming fire will just consume all those things that is unlike God. That's why we need to learn how to enter into the presence because we cannot clean ourselves. I still remember, you know, when Jay, Jesse was a baby, you know, and I opened the door, you know, he was beginning to walk. And then when my children come home, when I, when I come home, okay, my children will come and be excited because daddy is home and then he will come out. And his diaper is one big uh, mess. You know how I know? First of all, I see him walk. Secondly, I can smell. But as a loving father, I know he has no power to clean himself. I know that he's incapable of cleaning. You know what I do? I say, come here, boy. Come here, and I'll hug him, and I'll clean him up. I'll change the diaper. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. See, stop trying to iron yourself out. Let me, the consuming fire, first of all, consume those desires that will rob you from my relationship. Amen. Let me consume all those things that's totally unlike me. Oh, and when, when you come into this presence, He cleanses you with this consuming fire. Amen. Amen. This speaks of a desire to purify us, to make us holy. Do you not know, you know, uh, um, you know, I forgot what it means to be uh, 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 having a baby in my house. But thank God for A.V. When A.V. is dirty, one of my jobs or one of the parents' jobs is to clean the baby. Amen. Come on. And who do want a baby that is nice got baby smell? You're like baby smell. I love baby smell. There's something about baby smell. Y'all forgot what it means to be having a baby, huh? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, wave your hand. Don't make me look like I'm... There is something about the baby's aroma. Not the, not the, the messy one. Uh, that one also another messy one. But all parents, all parents, come on, all parents, everybody, wants the baby to be clean. So likewise with God. He looked around. He knows that you have no ability. Say, worship me. Just worship me. Reach out your hand and worship me just like a baby will reach out and say, Daddy, Papa, Mama. They just reach out and God will come. He says, the Bible says He did not give us a bondage to fear but the spirit of adoption. Amen. He, you know what's so powerful about adoption? Adoption means we have a choice and guess what? God chooses us. When someone is a baby, sometimes no choice. Oh, <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but this spirit that God knows exactly where you are. God knows what you're struggling with and say, don't hide with me, just acknowledge it. Let me clean you. You, 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 you don't have to say uh, a few Hail Marys and all those things. You can't clean yourself. 
Only I can clean you. I know, I know your iniquity. I want to deal with the root. I want to show you that, 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 that you know what? You, you know, you are, after I clean you, you become a new creature in Christ. Then you walk in newness of life. That's the power of God. You know what's the power of God? He's able to deliver us. You know, salvation is the, the, the definition of salvation is, is the, the deliverance of the penalty of sin and the power of sin. <laughs> Amen. You know, that's why in, in Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we sin that grace may mock our mouth? No, God forbid. Amen. You know what? He come to give you new life. He come to put His Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit that touch every area, your mind, your emotions, every area, whatever that you allow the Holy Spirit to touch you, He makes it holy. Come on. Some of us, you can never be holy by wheeling it out. It's called behavior modification. But He purifies you. He purifies you with a desire to know me. And when you know me, I will touch you. Oh, when you worship me in the beauty of my holiness, you come out holy. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. Amen. He's a refining fire. Just like... In the scripture, it says that fire is used to purify gold, removing the impurities, making it pure and valuable. So God uses holiness to cleanse us of our sin, purify our hearts. Sometimes He will let us go to trials to see what's coming out. To serve God with no problem, easy there. Praise God. We human beings are like D-bags, Rick Warren say. Put us in hot water, see what comes out. Amen. So here's something that I pray for all those pre-engagement couples. I pray this prayer, Lord, put them in hot water, see what comes out, so that they can see each other. But sometimes also they see, they look as a, also blind. <laughs> I'm in love. Maybe I just spend a bit more time with him, he will change. Maybe I have a baby, then he will change. That's why you got to be very careful to let your heart be invested. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. It's getting quiet. I don't know where that came from. As we worship Him, we present to God, surrendering our hearts to Him, and asking Him to do His cleansing work in us. We confess our sins. We acknowledge our need for His forgiveness, cleansing. We open ourselves to the scrutiny of His holiness, inviting Him to search our hearts and root out any sin or impurity. Through worship, we also remind ourselves of the gospel. Amen. The good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. If He reveals it, it means that He will purify it. He will cleanse me. He will, he will do a new thing in me. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Then in the light of God's grace, we see our worthiness in Christ. Amen. As we worship, we are cleansed, purified, renewed, and we come away changed more like Christ and more in love with God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. And number four, we are, why the, why, why the wonders of worship? We are privileged to come face to face with our all majestic God. We are engaged in true worship. We have the privilege coming face to face with the all majestic God. In His presence, He reveals His greatness. Everything seems so insignificant in comparison. Here are some thoughts of a profound experience. 
A, encountering His majesty. Worship provides a sacred space where we can encounter the majesty and the splendor of God. As we lift our voice in praise, we become aware of His presence, His holiness, and His glory. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 and 4, Isaiah had a vision of the Lord seated on His throne, and the sight of His glory caused Isaiah to declare, Woe is me, for I am undone. Amen. When the glory comes, let me tell you something. I had an experience before. When the glory comes, right, I suddenly feel guilty. I had an experience when, when you all remember Richard Gazaski when he was here, you know, and I told Brother Willoughby, okay, you know what, I want to go morning prayer, but then I came late. But when they come back home, they come back home, and when they pass me, I feel so guilty. I mean, it's just like, I feel so ugly. I could feel that Jesus walked back with them. And the first impression that I have is that, Brother Willoughby say, what's wrong? I was just feeling so ugly. And I went down on my knees. I said, Lord, have mercy upon me. And when I say that, assurance and His blood, I can feel His covering over me. And there's assurance that comes and lifts me up again. You see, folks, it is very difficult for you to give Him the glory until you meet the manifest presence. Because technically speaking, we want to be in charge. You may give me all the lip services, but until when you're stripped totally, see what you left out. And God will do that so that we can declare His glory. No flesh can glory in His presence. None. Amen. Then B, what happened in His presence? We gain proper perspective. In the presence of God, our perspective shifts. The worries and concerns, distraction that once seemed overwhelming becomes insignificant in the light of His greatness. We are reminded of His eternal nature, His limitless power and His unfailing love. Psalms 95 verse 3 and 5 says, For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In His hands are the deep places of the earth and the heights of the hills are His also. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. You know what I realized? So many carries, so many problems that I have when I worship God and I lift Him up. Guess what? I don't feel a need to pray for those things anymore. <laughs> because He knows everything that I need. How many of you ever go pray on me think you have a lot of needs, a lot of things in your head, you know? You know, and, and, and again... Nothing wrong to pray for that needs, but sometimes, right, before you pray, then it meet His glory. Amen. That's why many times when people tell me, oh, prayer list, how come you never pray? Because the glory of the Lord came, and when the glory of the Lord comes, it says it is finished. He knows exactly what our church people need. He knows how to give it. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So many times I go in there with a lot of cares and concern and I start to worship Him. I start to lift Him up. I start to what? I don't need to pray, God bless my business. God open those doors. You know what? If you're in the right harmony with God, whatever you touch will be blessed. Amen. Because the focus is not me. The focus is, if I go seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added unto me. 
if you seek a harmonious worshipping experience with God, God's going to open doors that you cannot open. God's going to do stuff that you cannot open. Amen. I say again, praise God. You know, that's why, you know, I have my family. But you know what? I've got to be honest with you. I pray for this church more than I pray for my family. I, I, I hardly pray for myself. If your prayer is all about you, prayer can be a form of narcissistic behavior. Give me, 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 bless, bless, bless. God never intended prayer to be there. God intended prayer first. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Not my kingdom come. Not my will be done. Amen. In fact, I can say this in the presence of God. I don't pray for me. The only thing that I pray is show me your glory. Have mercy upon me. <laughs> Help me not cause pain in the kingdom. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Is, is this okay? I mean, I'm just telling you as honestly as I can. As I go into the presence, He takes care of me. As I come into His presence, I'm taken care of already. You know, it's like, like His refuge. He's, he's, he's my strong tower. He's my hiding place. He's my exceedingly great reward. I mean, the very fact that I can go into His presence, I say, wow, blessed already. Amen. That's why when I'm in His presence, I stop praying for me because I'm already satisfied. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He make me lie down in green pastures. Are you with me? He has become my shepherd. So I don't pray for me. The most important thing that I need to do is learn to worship. Are you all with me? Wave your hand at me. Everybody say praise the Lord. Am I making sense? Because let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah, Elvin, come here. Imagine Elvin pray. Okay? And then he worship. Worship. Yes, worship. And then you know what? God will cover him. Claudia. You are hope. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not. If you have one thing, if you still have needs that are not met, you have not made him your shepherd yet. Amen. I'm saying this again because you either call God a liar. Oh, Lord, help me. I feel the Holy Ghost. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He made me lie down in green pastures. He leave me beside still waters. Is it something like he restores my soul? For your name's sake, you will lead me. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Wow, when I start looking at all those things, my goodness, this person is whole already. There is power in worship. It makes us totally whole. Amen. Are you with me here? And then after that, see, when we face and face encounter with God in worship, it brings a sense of humility. Amen. 
we are suddenly aware of our weaknesses and limitations and we recognize that we are completely dependent on Him. Job chapter 42, verse 5 and 6 exemplify this humble response. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. When the glory of the Lord reveals Himself, His goodness, you know, you realize, oh my goodness, what a God that we serve. He is wonderful. When I call Him wonderful, He is full of wonder. When the scripture says that seraphim cry out, holy, 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 there was no other more powerful term than that. That means you are holy. Come on, I'm telling you, when you enter into the presence of God and you understand what the Lord has done, you just humble yourself. This great God, he he never complained. Who am I to complain? Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And then after that, you move us from, from to this thing called transcending to the temporal worship shifts our focus from the temporal to the eternal. As we stand before Almighty God, think the things of this world will lose their grip on us. These concerns, struggles that consume our thoughts pale in compassion to His greatness. Our perspective shifts towards eternal, reminding us what truly matters. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your mind on things, what? Above and not on the things of the earth. I'm telling you, this is very hard for young people to think this way. But uh, more as I approaching death, I set myself ready. Because you know what the truth of the matter is? If they roll me in the surgical table, she cannot go in with me. Amen. Amen. You know, I never had that experience. Brother Michael, you have that experience. When they roll you in, you don't know whether you're going to come out alive or not. It's true. My dad tell me, finally, he just grabbed a hold of me with his hands, grip on my hand. He said this, the doctor said 50-50. And he was scared. He said, pray for me, Tim. Pray. Pray that I'm not afraid. Pray. And I prayed. You know, that day, I was walking. You know, I brought my mom to A&E again. <laughs> Amen. And, and I was walking and I see people crying and people no hope. I, I just feel encouraged that I have a God that cares. You know, you know what? Sometimes it's not fair. People come and go, but who says it's not fair? They, they've finished their race. <laughs> but I'm so glad there's more to this life. Like, there is the second life. <laughs> I mean, some people, they, they have all kinds of sickness. My dad was a great dad. Like, he, his, his fowl was so thick. Like. My, my dad used to joke with people, say, oh, what's wrong with you? He says, name it, and I got it. Cancer, I got it. Hepatitis, I got it. High blood pressure, I got it. You know, name it, I got it. So thick. But I'm so glad that my father is on the other side right now. He's been born again. And I'm so glad that this woe, you know, may have robbed him of his... I still remember the day when, when, when most of his, half of his life was in a hospital. And, and I, Brother Edmund, I, I have to at that time, Dover Crescent, I, I'm living in Dover Road, I walk. My mom said, okay, you know, she would cook all kinds of puwa, you know, all the soup. Uh. And I still remember, you know, my brothers were all in Canada and I was the only son left to take care of my, my father. And, and my mom would ask me, would you take this soup? 
to your dad and get him some uh, nutrients and I will take it. But you all don't understand, right? When I, as a small boy, 13-year-old, 12-year-old, I have to carry that walk in the middle of the night. And I walk through this alley, the mortuary. And you, anyway, it's the ground mortuary. I, I have to walk. You know how scary it is, I know, for a 12-year-old boy. I still remember telling myself that I hold this soup ball. I try to run without spilling. <laughs> then why are you cross? Then you're going to cross back. Eh? And then you laugh. Okay? And I, 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 but at that time, I don't think it was funny. And to see my father gagging. The pain that he has brought our family. And I have to do this. And, and, and the Lord reminded me because when I went there waiting for my mom for her, her x-ray, everything, and, and I, I, I just walked across eh, that place. Brother Emma, I just walked. Then suddenly the fear came upon me and the tears already running because I remember. I remember the fear. I remember the pain. And the Holy Spirit came to me. I've come to heal you. I brought you here to heal you. i come to give you comfort. Wow, I felt God healing me in any way. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. You know, and, and that brings me to the next point, the transformation, inviting transformation. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all with unveiled face beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. I've got to switch gears now to this thing that I really want to come to. I know we have, we are just only five minutes. I've tried to cover this with five minutes because the presence of God also destroys fear. You know, many times, in fact, someone say this, I cannot, I cannot find it, but I'm going to say, I heard a man of God say this, there are 365 fear knots. Amen. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew chapter 10 verse 31. Do not fear therefore you are more valuable than many sparrows. Revelation chapter 1 verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the last. And then 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let me say this again. Fear paralyzes us, causes us to doubt, causes us to have anxiety, causes us to imagine things. Amen. So again, God says He did not give us a spirit of fear. You were not made for being anxious. Every time you feel anxious, it's not God's will. You need to resist that. If you walk out, you feel anxiety. You need to resist that. It is not God's will. Come on, everybody say amen. It is not God's will for us to be anxious. Come on, that's, that's only a few amen. Because if you are anxious, you are vulnerable. And if you are vulnerable, guess what happened? You were self-preserved. And when you have self-preserve, you use your own power instead of the power of the Lord. Self-power. And when you have self-power, you are limited with your self-power. Guess what will happen? You struggle with fear. You struggle with frustration. You struggle with failures. Amen. And you, 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 and you become fatigued. There's no power. 
When you are anxious, guess what happened to anxious people? They become inward. Oh Lord, help me. They become inward. It's all about me. Because I don't trust God's power. I've got to make things happen. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. Oh, I don't... Uh, uh, suddenly, they lost all knowledge of God. First of all, Adam, where are you? I was, uh, uh, I was naked. I, who told you were naked? And then, they started to cover themselves with self-preservation, fig leaves. When the spirit of fear comes, it pushes you to your own power instead of His unlimited power. And then it moves on to the next thing. You will not have love. You have self-love. You are co-consumed with preserving yourself. You cannot give yourself away. And then the next one, then you become unsound because your mind operates in suspicion. Oh Lord, help me. Everybody say praise God. You're concerned with your children. You know what the Bible says? The cure of concern. Pray. Be anxious over nothing but everything through supplication and prayer. The key, cast your cares upon me. You must resist the devil. Amen. Everybody say praise God. We don't have time. Next week, we'll see what we can do. But anyway, you can join me with the devotion, okay? There's a PowerPoint that's going to come up right now. You will have a devotional, seven days of wonders in worship. You know, if you want to do this, do it. Because we're going to walk you through every level. Why don't we stand to our feet? I know we don't have time. But is this, is this good? You know that we are talking about it. You know, uh, why don't we just lift our hands in total wonder today. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, just, just leave our voices right now. I know that, that they, they will keep on flashing these things. We will send this out. But I, I don't want to keep you here today. Amen. But for the next few two minutes or so, why don't we just worship Him? Father, we thank You. Father, right now, we thank You. Come on, just, just thank the Lord. Father, the, Your Word says that they that worship You must worship You in spirit and in truth. Father, we take authority over the bondage to fear, God, right now. Lord, we are no longer orphans. Lord, we are no longer orphans. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are no longer orphans. Amen. But we have a heavenly Father that cares for us. So, Father, as we submit and yield to you, we will worship you. God, I make a decision today, God, every day of my life to make you the center of my focus, God. Lord, be the center of my life, God. Lord, as I worship you, teach me how to worship. Lord, the next few series, God, that we're going to learn, God, is how to worship you in the different activities that we have. But God, I need to touch the hem of your garment today. Come on, I give you some an opportunity. I need to press in today, God, so that you can touch me today. Lord, I need you to touch me today. So I worship you in the beauty of your holiness. So I worship you. But Lord, I say, God, that I come to this house to worship you. I will worship you. I will lift my voice to you. I will bow down and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, let's give Him praise all over this place. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want you to shake hands with somebody and say, it's really good to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. And tell them, say, be not anxious. 
You are well loved by God. Amen. God bless you. Amen.